Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is a very special day because it's patch day. That's right, Dragonflight Patch 10.2.5, Seeds of Renewal, launched today on North America servers. So, got a lot to talk about there. Um, we've got a lot to talk about in general. We've got a great show planned for you today. So, relax, sit back, and enjoy the show. And, as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, or if you have a particular topic that you'd like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash Azeroth United. Also, if you enjoy the show, please do consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the distribution, so if you're inclined to do so, we'd appreciate it. It's been quite the week. Last week, um, I got up to quite a bit. I actually got into a heroic raid last week on my Resto Druid. Got four bosses down, which was a lot of fun. Um, didn't think we were going to get Laradar, but we did. <laughs> um, so that was that was cool. Uh we did, uh, let's see, I did uh, I did some more M-plus on my Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter is a lot of fun, although I'm not sure how hard I want to push on Mythic Plus right now because most of the really good players have stopped doing middle keys, and he's not really ready for the big boy keys yet, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, yeah, I, I did, I, I dusted off my uh, Aug Evoker. That was actually pretty cool. Um, I have no idea. So my, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. I dusted off my preservation evoker and turned him into an aug evoker. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, aug is pretty fun. Um, it's a lot of, um, kind of you're, you're managing things. You're not really doing things. Um, you're just, you're helping people. You're, you're using your utility spells. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I know that they're really popular and high level keys, but, um, yeah, it was fun. I was I was having a good time with my with my little lizard boy out there. So that was pretty cool. And uh oh, and I, I also dusted off my blood DK. Um seeing the uh <laughs> the voting for the which we'll get into later. Well all the voting for the, the tier sets for season four uh, got me pumped to play my blood DK again. So yeah, got him into some low, low keys. But um yeah, it's uh it's is a really good week. Um the affixes weren't terrible. Um, I have to say I didn't dislike them. It was it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. So I just have to be careful with the trash. Um yeah, so uh it was a good week overall. And um I just uh started collecting all of my vault <laughs> my vault treasures. Um uh, nothing exciting so far. Um I think I might have gotten a a uh, pair of pants on my demon hunter that was so I had a veteran pants and I got um hero pants. So that was good. Um so anyway, uh yeah, it's a it's a good week, but yeah, like I said the raid, raid was really fun. Uh, heroic raid is is good. Um I, I got to say the normal raid doesn't impress me at all. It's not super exciting. Um it's it's too easy in my opinion. Uh the heroic raid is fun. I feel like that's the real raid. I feel like the mythic raid is just let's throw crap at you and see if we can mess you up. But uh, yeah, Heroic, a lot of fun. 
Uh, I ran with a WoW Made Easy group, and uh, I can't recommend WoW Made Easy enough. So if if you are uh, unsure about uh, getting into higher keys or the raid, and you want a group to be able to run with, uh, they're a great group. Uh, only in North America, I think there's an EU equivalent. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So like I said, good week. But uh, yeah, there's so much going on and so much to talk about. So let's just get into it. It's time for the news. In Blizzard news, uh, this isn't really Blizzard news. This is ga- it's Blizzard adjacent because it's gaming news, but it involves Blizzard. So, um, yeah, Ubisoft, the uh, Ubisoft director of subscriptions, Philip Tremblay, uh, he spoke to, uh, I don't even know what the interview w- was with, a, a bunch of different um, news sites picked up the interview. So I don't actually know what the original interview was with. doesn't really matter. Uh, he's talking about um, getting gamers comfortable with not owning their games. So much like we have with Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, we don't actually own any of that stuff. We just stream it. We're renting it. We're borrowing it long-term. We can watch it whenever we want as long as we keep paying the fee. But as soon as, soon as we stop paying the fee, we own nothing. So, uh, yeah, they're trying to get that, uh, that same type of thing into gaming and it's been tried before. And, um, I think eventually we're going to get to that point where, uh, streaming is the default method of release for all these new video games. Um, smaller studios are going to have to make deals with some of the bigger streaming platforms to be able to launch their games, much like, uh, people get their game launched on, uh, steam right now. It's going to be the same thing with with gaming. And the reason that I bring this up is because Ubisoft is going to be getting the Activision Blizzard catalog, minus World of Warcraft, likely, uh, over the next few years. So uh, games like Overwatch, Diablo, StarCraft, uh, those are all going to show up on Ubisoft's new gaming uh, streaming platform, which has been rebranded to Ubisoft Plus Premium. So, yeah. It's a uh, it's an interesting uh, little news article there. I'll have a link to the article that I saw, um, but uh, yeah, it's um, interesting commentary on the state of gaming in general. So, uh, in other news, the uh, Dragonflight Twitch drop for the Grim, Grim Campfire toy was moved to January twenty third. So they originally announced it was going to be January sixteenth today, and they moved it to the twenty third. So I guess there was some issue there so um yeah that's uh next week if you want to support your favorite streamers uh and get a cool toy in world of warcraft you can watch four hours of streaming and uh, as long as you have your twitch account linked to your battlenet account you will get the grim campfire toy so check out your favorite wow streamer i always say support small streamers because the big streamers don't need don't need any help the small streamers definitely do so find someone with just a few viewers or or zero viewers and pop in and say hi um you might scare them <laughs> if if they're if they're not used to people showing up but you know yeah it, it wouldn't hurt so check that out uh in wrath classic the guild progress on eu Gehennis achieved the world first and i'm using air quotes here world first ruby sanctum on wrath classic uh, they defeated Halion in just over 12 minutes after the launch of Ruby Sanctum. Woohoo! 12 minutes. Oh no. 
I'm surprised it lasted that long. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Wrath is done. <laughs> it's over. And um, we'll just, we'll wait for Cataclysm. So congratulations to Progress. I think they killed the, that was the world's first Lich King as well. So anyway, um, okay. So this topic, uh, I wanted to just go over this real quickly because so last week we talked about the, uh, and it's been all over the news cycles, the voting for the season four tier sets and tier set bonuses. So they're going to create a amalgamation set for all the classes and all of the specs. So the players got to vote for what they wanted the set to look like, whether it was Dragonflight season one, two, or three, and what they wanted their specs set bonuses to be, Dragonflight season one, two, or three. And... Um, <laughs> some of the ones that won, I'm, I'm really unsure if it was a meme vote or if it was, this is what players really like. Um, because I mean, okay. So obviously there's, everybody has a different aesthetic when it comes to their transmog and their gear. People like different things and that's fine. I get it. Um, I, I do understand and, and I have different, uh, styles that I like for my different characters. Um, my female characters, I like them to be a little bit more sleek and streamlined. My male characters, I like them to have, um, you know, more, uh, defined, uh, muscly sets, uh, not like, you know, huge orc shoulders, but, um, well, anyway, uh, yeah. So the, uh, to no one's surprise, the death Knight season three set was, was declared the winner. Um, that's, uh, it's, it's such a good, that's to me, that's one of the all time classic death Knight sets. It is so good. It's got just the right amount of skulls and spikes and yeah. And the colors on it are good too. I mean, it's just, it's an overall really, really good, strong set. Um, the demon hunter season three set also, um, I'm, I, I like it. I, I think it, it has, I like the idea of it more than the reality of it, but uh, it's a good set. I, I can see why that one won. Season two was, the season two set was terrible, let's be honest. And the season one set was like the Power Ranger set. So the season three set is good. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, the Druid season two set, yeah, the, the Druid sets have all been terrible. So you pick the best of the terrible ones, and at least the pants on this one are, are kind of interesting. Um, the Evoker set... I. First of all, what does it matter? You're getting two pieces from this set. You're getting the belt and you're getting the shoulders. And that's it. So, so whatever. I, I, I really wish that Blizzard had thought that one through with the Evoker tier sets. Or just, they don't need to be able to wear all the gear, but make their tier sets show up when they're in Blizzard form. Please, come on. Especially now that I'm playing my Evoker again, it's so frustrating. I have to go run between my yak and the barbershop constantly trying to get my transmog. It's so frustrating. Anyway, uh, the hunter set, <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing here. This looks like it's the season one set from, uh, vault and incarnates. It looks like a giant chicken. It's just, it's terrible. I don't know who voted for this. The other sets were at least passable. This is just God awful. So I think the hunters got trolled. Honestly, I can't imagine that all the hunters sitting there going, yeah, this is what I want. Uh, the mage season three, obviously that's, that's another classic set with that hat. I mean, you got to have the wizard hat. So, uh, that one's good. I do wish that the pants were uh, a little bit better, but, um, I'm not going to complain. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. It's good. My mage is 
my mage is fine. He's he's good. Uh, the monk set is the season one. Now this is a good set. I I don't love sets with no shoes, generally speaking, or with bad shoes. So because I'm not a big toes sticking out fan, but in this case, this is a pretty good set for especially for monks because you know it's it's like a I don't know like a a kung fu robot or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a cool set though. I, I like I like that. So monk season one, good set. It's got the orbs on the shoulders and. It's a it's a decent set. The Paladin season two, that one is another classic. Um, yeah, love that one. I'm gonna try and get the um, I'm gonna try and get the the big set on my on my Paladin the the mythic set, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that. That's a that's a big ask. Uh, I would I would love to get that set anyway. Uh, yeah, the Paladin and then the Priest season two also. The Priest season two is probably one of the all time classic transmog sets or tier sets. Period. That's a great great set. Absolutely, just classic. So good. Um, Rogue season three. So I saw. I, I think I think it might have been Taliesin that called it the Shredder set, and it is. It's the Shredder set. Um, it's got the the claws on the hands. It's got the Shredder face mask. It's 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 Shredder. So yeah, this one's fine. This is this is a good set. Good call, Rogues. Uh, Shaman season three. Uh, you know the the big wolf shoulders has never done it for me. Um, it, it doesn't help that my shaman is a is a female Draenei, so the shoulders always look weird on her. But um, yeah, it's fine. I, I, you know, I don't play shaman, so I, I have no no vote. Uh, Warlock season two. This one is another really good set. Um, this isn't one of the classics. It's kind of like just a generic, uh, evil sorcerer type, uh, set. It's fine. I, I like it. It's a good set. And the warrior season two, which is my least favorite of the warriors, uh, tier sets, this, this, uh, this expansion, but, uh, apparently a lot of people like this one. So that's fine. Um, I, I don't wear any of the tier sets. I don't have any of the tier sets tra- on my transmog, um, from Dragonflight because they're just, in my opinion, they're all bad, but like I said, I like my um, my female characters to be more sleek and streamlined, and this is very bulky and boxy. So, right. So the appearances um, they were cool. Uh, I looked through the bonuses, and you know, obviously, I'm going to look at the ones that pertain to the characters that I play. Um, the Death Knight season two for Blood. Um, that's the uh, Heartstrike and Vampiric Blood, Heartstrike Blood Boil and Vampiric Blood set uh, bonus. Uh, that that one's pretty good. Um, Havoc Demon Hunter season three. Yeah, I don't like Throwglaive. <laughs> I just really don't like Throwglaive, and that's what won. And uh, I do like that it reduces the cooldown on the hunt. That's really fun. But um, I also don't love using the hunt in the middle of a fight. I feel like the hunt is a great opener, but wow, that's fine. Uh, Druid Restoration Season 3. I hate the set bonus for Season 3 because I hate the Grove Guardians. Honestly, they're good, but I hate them. It's annoying to remember to cast them. Um, I feel like so many, so many times I have hit the button for the Grove Guardians and it just cast two of them. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I just wanted one. So I had to make a macro with a, uh, with a weight, like a stop casting weight. And anyway, it's annoying. Uh, the, uh, let's see, what do we have? Here? Oh, uh, Retribution Paladin. Yeah. Season three set bonus. That one's fine. Um, uh, expurgation and, uh, wrathful sanctification. Yeah, it's fine. 
I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's it's just it's just it is. It doesn't really change your play style. You, you keep keep doing things the same. I guess uh, you're going to cast more judgments. Really, is the only the only thing. But um, uh, the Frost Mage season three. This is great. Gl- Glacial Spike is a great is a great uh, Frost Mage spell. So this this really just helps. And the Fury Warrior. Oh, thank goodness, season two one because I hate the new Odin's Fury build on, in season three. It's awful. I missed the old Rampage build. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, that's what we got. And uh, if you want to check out what your favorite class and spec received as far as the set bonuses go, uh, I'll put a link in the uh, show notes to the Wowhead article because Blizzard hasn't actually announced it yet. So we're assuming that the um, sets that got the most votes or the uh, bonuses that got the most votes is the winner. But... Maybe Blizzard has some formula behind the scenes that they're going to use to get rid of meme votes and uh, duplicate votes and whatnot. So we will see. Um, that's it for the news. So let's get into World of Warcraft. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. This week is Dragonflight Season 3, Week 10. The Mythic Plus affixes are Tyrannical, Afflicted, and Bolstering. Yeah, this doesn't suck at all. Um, Actually, this isn't terrible, because Afflicted and Tyrannical, while it's annoying to have to deal with the Afflicted mobs during the Tyrannical fight, eh, it's whatever. And Bolstering isn't affected during Tyrannical, so yeah, this could be a lot worse. Um... Tyrannical bosses have 30% more health and deal 15% more damage. Afflicted while in combat. Afflicted souls periodically appear and seek the aid of players. They must be healed to full or be dispelled before they're cast. Um, yeah. it's uh, That one's annoying. Uh, and then bolstering is non-boss enemies buff nearby allies on death. Increasing damage by 20%. This effect stacks. So, yeah, not my favorite week, but n- not the worst. Not the worst week. Um, th- my biggest complaint about Afflicted is that it takes the healer's attention away from healing, and it takes a dispel away from the group. So, yeah, I, I don't like that part of it, but you know, it's manageable. You can deal with it. So, uh, it is what it is. I'm really hoping that for War Within, we get rid of the Afflicted and Incorporeal. Uh, affixes but um but yeah we'll see a bolstering is you know just <laughs> burn that last 20 percent as fast as you can um don't wait around and uh yeah that's that so um oh and don't pull another group into your existing group or you get a uh, mega boss <laughs> just one shot your tank uh the weekly event this week is the arena skirmish bonus event so you'll be able to get the quest the arena calls which is win 10 arena skirmish battles which will reward you with conquest and honor and you'll get a buff which is the sign of the skirmisher which is honor gains from arena skirmishes increased by 50 percent. this is a very underwhelming bonus event week honestly i don't i wish they would combine this with the battleground bonus event because i mean arena skirmishes come on nobody's doing that for Anyway, 
the PvP brawl this week is uh, no, it's not Cooking Impossible. That was last week. Oh, this is the Temple of Kotmogu. Uh, enter the Temple of Kotmogu for this fast-paced match. For a whole new twist, players will be able to throw the Orb of Power to friendly players in a game of hot potato. Beware, they'll also gain the debuffs along with the orb, so choose wisely. Uh, so this is the, the really cool part about this is the fast res timer, so players just keep running back in. Um, if you haven't checked out the brawls, definitely go check it out. I've done the last couple of brawls, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you can get the quest Something Different, which will reward you with Conquest, Honor, and Marks of Honor. The Marks of Honor are great for transmog. I'm not going to lie. That's really the only reason I do it, because uh, I want the transmog set, so... Anyway, uh, the Revival Catalyst is now weekly. Yay! Uh, so our sixth charge will be this week, and our seventh charge will be next week. And then it'll just carry on like that. Uh, so I will not be discussing this in the future, because we'll just get one every week, and it'll just be a thing. Uh, and then the Dream Sparks. Really, we don't need to really think about this, because once you get to the sixth, seventh, eighth spark, it <laughs> doesn't really matter. So... Uh, hope you got your crafted gear all set up. If not, um, you know, there'll be another spark, uh, this week and then one more on the 30th and so on every two weeks. Uh, the Outland Cup. So we did mention last week that it was moved on the calendar to accommodate the later launch date for patch 10.2.5. So it will be January 18th to the 31st. Um, the reward looks like it's going to be a different color of the Drake Racer set from the Kalimdor and Eastern Kingdom Cups. Um, which is cool. And then there's the, um, I think you can buy, there's a, a Drake, uh, manuscript for, oh, this is the one that randomizes the Drake appearances. So, uh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, if you complete all the Outland Cup races on gold, you can get the Outland Racing Completionist, which gives you uh, a title and a tabard. So fun, fun. Uh, Blizzard also announced that the upcoming Dragon Riding Cup events will be Northrend Cup April 9th through the 22nd, Pandaria Cup July 2nd through July 15th, and the Broken Isles Cup October 10th through October 23rd. So, uh, and then the Kalimdor Cup will return on January 9th, 2025. Um, it's interesting. So there's an Outland Cup, but no Draenor Cup. So we don't get to go back to Draenor. Uh, and there's no Kul'Tiris Cup or Xandalar Cup. So I don't know. It's uh, who knows what they're doing. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Look, uh, The Broken Isles Cup will likely be during the War Within. So um, that'll be kind of interesting. And uh, I would suspect that the next two, Northrend and Pandaria, um, yeah, that'll be... Uh, Probably the same thing as we're getting for Outland Cup. So we'll see. Um, we'll we'll get more information on that as we get closer to those events. Uh, the Call of the Scarab micro-holiday event is January 21st to 23rd. Um, on January 23rd, 2006, a bloody war was triggered by a simple sound, the banging of a gong. No rallying fanfare, no bloodthirsty yell, just an eerie silence. Those long, uneasy seconds of dread the calm before the storm. Standing shoulder to shoulder before the scarab wall, no one could have predicted what would happen. An epic ten-hour battle that claimed the lives of thousands of Azeroth's bravest or fully comprehend the effect it would have. Yeah, to commemorate the first ringing of the scarab gong on January 23rd, 2006, players will be able to relive a portion of the Ankaraj gate opening by collecting items for turn-in, 
The winning faction will be, then be able to claim bragging rights to have their faction flag hang over the gates until the next called the Scarab micro-holiday event, which will be next year. So this is a really cool one. Uh, I guess there used to be a really great XP farm that you could uh, do by turning in the quests. Um, it's just uh, vanilla uh, trade traded goods, mats. Um, but uh, it apparently doesn't re- award the huge amount of XP that it used to. So that's unfortunate but uh yeah if you want to go check that out it's a, a three-day event uh turn ends and then i guess the ceremonial re-ringing of the gong so cool uh the let's see oh nope that's it so hot fixes hot fixes for the week we've got in dragonflight we've got tinderal sage swift uh he, he got smacked down with the nerf bat so um removed a cast of firebeam in phase one uh flaming germination's damage reduced by 25 percent the number of flare bombs reduced to three. Uh, empowering flames damage increased by 35%. Germinating aura now prevents players from destroying a seed, but no longer spawns a flaming tree. And the number of seeds spawned is now reduced by four. So these are all a mythic. So this is designed to get people into the Hall of Fame to because they can't even get past tendrils, so they, could, they can't make attempts on Farak. Um... Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of discussion about how difficult the last two bosses in this raid are on Mythic. And um, yeah, uh, there's definitely a a limited number of people who have completed this raid on Mythic difficulty. And I think Blizzard is kind of worried that because of the truncated Season 3 and Season 4 schedule that they've got crammed into the beginning of this year, um, what if we don't fill up the Hall of Fame before Season 3 ends? What what happened? <laughs> so yeah, they're really hitting him hard with a nerf bat, which is great. In Season of Discovery, they've got some class tuning in there. So for hunters, they're they're buffing their shots, chimera shot, explosive shot, um, and they're nerfing the pet damage. Um yeah, they they're they're really trying to get hunter pets under damaged and make the hunters themselves do more damage. So uh yeah that's uh i guess <laughs> it's a difficult balance um and then priests um they are reducing the amount of healing by rune abilities um priests are outperforming other healers significantly this uh, adjustment will apply to prayer of mending penance and circle of healing so goodbye prayer of mending it was nice knowing you um everybody's talked about how great prayer of mending is and so it's it's 20 percent nerf but uh you know it, you'll feel it so that's that's what's going on in season of discovery. Uh, I think that's it for the, uh, what's going on world of Warcraft. There was a wowhead article where they, t- <laughs> they talked about the runes wish list for discoveries, uh, season of discovery phase two. And, um, I-, I was looking at this list and it's just, it's awful because it- it's, it's like it was written by somebody who doesn't actually know, what classic is like they just found really cool spells that they liked in current wow and we're like hey why don't we give uh boomkins eclipse <laughs> no how about we don't <laughs> uh <laughs> why don't we give paladins aura mastery no let's not do that anyway um yeah it's uh we don't need to turn season of discovery into modern wow I think that what Blizzard have done so far with the rune system has been great and they're going to do some more and there's going to be some that aren't aren't good. I get it. And that's fine. Um, But uh, yeah, we don't need all of these ridiculous. We don't need shockwave for warriors. (laughs) That's just, it doesn't No, No, we don't need that. Uh, So I'll, I'll put a link to that article. It's, it's actually a, a kind of a funny read because 
it it's so clueless and i yeah that's uh that's unfortunate <laughs> uh but anyway let's uh let's move on to patch 10.2.5 overview let's talk about something new so as mentioned before the patch 10.2.5 seeds of renewal released today on north america servers so we're going to do a deeper dive on the features in this patch and kind of talk about some of the things that are going on there. Um, first off, dragon riding worldwide. So this really isn't a end game feature. This is more of a quality of life feature. Uh, actually, most of this patch is all quality of life. Um, uh, there's a, a few quests and, and, and things that are end game related, but even those are really just for cosmetics and, and whatnot. So uh, if you're hoping for new raid content or mythic plus content, this is not the patch for you. But anyway, uh, dragon riding worldwide. So you can now dragon ride in any zone that previously allowed flying. This includes capital cities such as Stormwind and Ogrimmar, uh, Draenor, Kaltira, Sandalar, etc. Zerath Mortis is a really good uh, example of a zone that will allow dragon riding, which that'll be nuts. Could you imagine flying around there on a dragon? Um, some notable exceptions. So starting zones like Azure Mist Isle, Blood Mist Isle, Eversong Woods, and Ghostlands are all no flying <laughs> still. So unfortunately, you can't fly there. Uh, PvP zones like Wintergrasp, Tolbarad, Ashran, uh, no flying there. Um, endgame zones such as Qualdanus, Timeless Isle, the Maw, Corthia, etc. Zones like that. So basically anywhere that you got kicked off your flying mount or you couldn't fly there for whatever reason, uh, you will not be able to dragon ride there. But I do believe you will be able to get onto your dragon riding mount. It just won't fly. So it'll just be a ground mount at that point. So if you really like riding around on your dragon, then um, cool. Uh, the speed for dragon riding will be limited to 85% of the speed in uh, the dragon aisles and, uh, blizzard has a note on this that says we are restricting the speed of dragon riding outside the dragon aisles in order to not make travel times on old world content trivially short. Right. Uh, I agree. I feel like it's too fast. It's, it's too fast at 85%. I can't imagine what it would be at hundred percent. Um, it says here the Dragon Isles cont continent is pretty massive compared to some of our older continents, so we need to adjust speed accordingly. Yeah, that I agree. Um, I'm just happy to have the dragon flying because honestly, I get on my old mount and I start hitting too because I'm trying to trying to get up in the air and I just it it feels so weird getting on the the old style flying. You just you point and you just go and you're like, this is so slow. I feel like I'm gonna die. It's just awful. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, speaking of dragon riding, the Drakthir will now be able to dragonfly. So they're going to get two new racial abilities. One is Empowered Soaring, which is your soar is empowered after co-opting the new flight techniques from the Dragons of the Dragon Isles. So soar will turn into just dragon riding. And then Expedited Takeoff, which is soar's cooldown is reduced to 10 seconds. So again... They're just turning it into dragon riding for Drakthir. So they no longer have to, you no longer have to be a dragon riding on a dragon, which I thought was the weirdest thing. But uh, so, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, just another reason to to keep playing my my little og lizard. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool for the Drakthir. 
The Azerothian Archives is a new weekly event along with new solo and group activities to discover the history of the Dragon Isles. Um, yeah, this one is, uh, <laughs> this one's interesting because it's, it's a world event and you get tasks to do like in the time rifts. Um, and you're, you're going to do stuff, but the rewards don't seem to be particularly exciting. There's some transmog, there's some mounts, things like that, but, um, nothing super exciting. So eh, I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll see what, what comes of this. Um, I don't hate it. It's it's fun and I'll probably go do it just to get the transmog of the mounts, but there's I was hoping that we'd get some sort of a, a gear um upgrade system for alts and whatnot. But um if that's not the case, that's not the case. The new night elf capital city of Bel Ameth is now open for business. <laughs> uh so you can go check that out. Uh it's pretty cool. I, I looked at it on the PTR. Um yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be a little bit more on the live servers, but uh so two interesting additions to Bellameth. So one is the Night Elf Child model, and one is a buff for Horde players. So the buff for Horde players is Eyes of the Sentinel, which, um, yeah, they're being watched. So they're allowed to visit the capital, but uh, you just watch yourselves. And then the child that is there, um, it's Fennel. And Fennel was the last Night Elf child saved from the burning of Teldrassil by Gen Greymane. Uh, and this is in the War of Thorns novel. Uh, she was just a baby at the time, and Tronda named the child Fennel, meaning the last in Darnassian. So, yeah. Uh, Wowhead also data mined a Night Elf themed tabard shoulders and cloak from a vendor in Bellamy. So, I think, yeah, I think those are available now. And then there's cosmetic armor and weapons scattered throughout the like the little treasures that you can pick up. Um, so, I don't know if it's for Night Elf players only or if it's for everyone, but. Um, yeah, definitely some cool night elf uh, themed transmog. So I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna want to go get all that stuff on my various night elf characters. <laughs> I have, uh, I think, I'm like ninety percent night elf. So, uh, yeah, this is cool. I look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't hate Bellameth. I think it's cool that the night elves have a new city, and it's in the Dragon Isles. That's fine. They still have Hyjal. They still have, um, uh, oh God, I can't even think of the Ashenvale. They they have different areas that they still have and still hold. So, uh, yeah. It, and it's a touchy subject for, for Night Elf fans. But, um, you know, it's it. this is how stories progress. And you don't always get what you want in the story. And that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I... I'm hoping that there's more to come with this because I don't like the idea of the horde being able to just show up there all the time. Maybe after the dragon Isles is over or a dragon flight is over, then the horde will get kicked out or who knows. Uh, okay. Next is the Gilneas reclamation. So what is going on in Gilneas? We will find out what is up with the homeland of Azeroth's other orphan race. Yeah. Uh, so the Gilneans are going to go take back their home. They're going to go fight, and I think it's the Scarlet Crusade that's there. I hope that's not a spoiler. Um, I saw some some information on that, but um, yeah. Uh, and then the Horde will be able to participate in this quest line as well uh, by teaming up with Kalia Menethil and Lillian Voss. The Forsaken will go and help them. 
which is great because the Forsaken were the reason they left in the first place. But, you know, we're not going to get technical on this. You know, it's like, oh, look at that. Two allied race or two alliance races that got kicked out of their homes by the Horde. Huh. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I guess there'll be like some transmog and I don't know if there's going to be a mount or what we'll get from this, but uh, it's more story content. So cool. And uh, if you're a worgen, congratulations. Uh, I hope we get an actual city and it's not just a quest line and then the city is still abandoned, but we'll see. Uh, okay, next is the follower dungeons. Follower dungeons, this one's really, really cool. Uh, so this will be for the eight original Dragonflight dungeons. Run a follower dungeon with up to four players and the game will provide the roles that are missing. Uh, the system is flexible enough to make, your, uh, make up your needs on the fly. So if you change specs... NPCs will adjust. Um, I don't know what happens if you invite a friend in the middle of a dungeon, but uh, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> Sorry, you got to leave NPC. My, my buddy wants to join. Uh, you can lead or follow. Just tell the NPC tank your preference. Uh, and the, um, oh, it's limited to 10 per day per account. So it's not per character, it's per account. And I guess they're limiting it initially because they want to make sure that there's not some sort of bizarre exploit that they haven't thought about because the, Let's be honest, the WoW player community is very clever when it comes to explaining the game. So, um, yeah, let's let's make sure that this one's okay. Um, yeah, I really love this feature. I think it's great for um, trying out a new class, trying out a new spec, setting up your weak auras, setting up add-ons, uh, doing macros, uh, learning the dungeons. If you just want to learn the dungeons, um, learning the routes the the tank actually does a good job of of doing the routes then nice and slow and simple um so that you can go okay well i I could do this a little bit faster i can pull these two groups at once and whatnot um but yeah it's it's a really great feature i'm so glad they put it in um i'm definitely going to be spending a lot of time doing this um with different characters especially my low level characters um and my my characters who don't really have any (laughs) any gear um, and not that they're, you're going to get a whole bunch of gear from there. It's normal dungeon, but it would be really good to be able to do something and practice my rotations and, and things like that. So, uh, definitely looking forward to the follower dungeons. Uh, there's new character customizations for trolls and Draenei, as well as customizable warlock minions. So the trolls get five new hair colors. Draenei get one new skin color and the warlocks will get some pretty radical new pet customizations in the barbershop. So that's really fun. Um, I, I find it interesting that this is treated as a as a patch feature. It's I, I don't know. It, <laughs> maybe save up some of these and release them all at once. Or I mean, why wasn't the new Draenei skin color released with the skin colors that were released with the last patch? Ah, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so there's some new things. If you're a troll Draenei or a warlock, uh, go check that out. The holiday updates. So the uh, Lunar Festival is going to get a, a small update, um, but the Love is in the Air is going to get a big update. Uh, so there's going to be new heart-themed pets, uh, pink stuff, whatever. There's a new pink and white Sailor Moon-esque transmog is what I like to call it. Um, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's Sailor Moon, uh, but pink. And um, there's going to be a renewed Proto-Drake armor, which is Love Armor. So... Have fun not getting that one. Um, and that's it for the uh, for the main updates of patch 10.2.5. There is also the Dragon Isles epilogue quest, 
which no doubt will be setting up the War Within pre-patch that's going to come in the next, I'd say, I don't know, six months or so, seven months. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm sure we'll get something new on some of those characters. Uh, I, I would suspect that we'll have something Zalatath related, at least to set up um, for patch 10.2.7, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so definitely check that out when you have some time. Uh, as mentioned earlier, the Revival Catalyst charges are now awarded weekly. Uh, old World Transport ships are getting HD updates, so that's pretty cool, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, there's going to be new raid buff items to fill in gaps for follower dungeons or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, there's a special promotion for Hearthstone Anniversary, which is coming out, so I guess it's next month. Uh, so there'll be pets, uh, a mount, and some cosmetic items. So that'll be really cool. And the static versions of the Burden of Unrelenting Justice, the Warden Armor, uh, those will be added to the game as well. So yeah, if you have your Burden of Unrelenting Justice, uh, because you did the trading post every month, not like me, who missed two months this year. I'm not bitter. Cool. You get uh, two new transmog sets, so you can have the color scheme that you want all the time instead of just in the daytime or the nighttime. Um, yeah, this is a good patch. There's a lot of content, but there's not a lot of uh, new uh, endgame stuff. This is a very, like I said in the beginning, this is a very quality of life um, update where there's some some cool new features that make things work smoother for you but but not necessarily a really amazing oh my gosh it's a new three raid three boss raid or something uh this is just a cleaning up some systems and adding some new ones um i suspect that the azerothian archives and the follower dungeons are going to be evergreen features that will just carry on um i wouldn't be surprised if they put follower dungeons into the uh cycle of uh like with the war within having the reputations for the warbands, they're going to start with the war within and then slowly move backwards through Dragonflights and shadowlands and bfa etc i wouldn't be surprised if we get that same treatment with follower dungeons where we start getting some older ones or um maybe we'll get follower dungeons for raids that would be pretty cool um but i think having follower dungeons for some of the leveling dungeons would be really good um although i guess Dragonflight is the new default leveling expansion so yeah, it doesn't matter. So if you're a brand new player and you don't know what you're doing, you'll be able to do follower dungeons pretty much right off the bat. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's 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 fun. Um, so if your buddy is is like, hey, can you run this dungeon with me? Be like, bro, just do a follower dungeon. You're good. <laughs> me meet me when you get max level. Um, right. So uh, yeah, and then the Azerothian archives. It almost feels like they're they're trying to figure out how to make archaeology worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> and fun because it's just not fun at all it's it's awful um if you haven't done archaeology there's a reason why they stopped updating it i think the last update was in bfa maybe i don't i don't remember i know that there was an update in legion but uh yeah so that's uh like i said that's it for patch 10.2.5 uh and you know we'll move on it's time for the weekly rant. So this is a small little rant that I wanted to get into. 
Um, I had a fun little experience where I did the Ulduar time walking raid, which I've never done. And I picked up the quest in Old Dalaran. I guess they're they're both Old Dalaran now, but I, I picked up the quest in Crystal Song Forest Dalaran and to kill Yogg-Saron and to loot the uh, Titan Prisoner Matrix or whatever it is. Um, cool. So I did the did the raid and we got through it no problem. We killed Yogg-Saron. I looted the chest and I left the raid. Come to find out, it actually drops from Yogg-Saron's body, not the loot chest that has dropped all the loot in Ulduar since Wrath of the Lich King. So I thought, no problem, I'll just go back to the raid. Well, you can't, because it's a time-walking raid, so once you leave, you can no longer get back into it. Okay, so I can't do this, uh, or I, can't, I don't have the item, and I can't turn in the quest, so I will run it again. So I ran it again. No item dropped from the boss. So I thought, okay, something's wrong. So I put in a ticket. So I said, Blizzard, hey, what's going on? Apparently, this is by design. And this is something that Blizzard has put into the game as a, yeah, you get one chance to do this. If you screw it up, that's it. You're done. You are screwed. You can't, you cannot complete this quest. It's over. Now, when Wrath of the Lich King Time Walking comes back in four months, I can do it again, but at that point it won't matter. I was trying to get a heroic piece of uh, loot for my, or a heroic raid piece of loot for my blood DK, because I thought, hey, I'm playing this guy, I'm getting him some loot. But it really just soured the entire experience for me, and I know it's my fault. I should have paid more attention. I was in a hurry. Whatever. That's fine. I just felt like it was a really bad design. So being the genius that I am, I decided, well, I'm going to go on Reddit to complain. And so I went on Reddit to complain and I got eviscerated. <laughs> the people were not thrilled with me. In fact, I was called names. I was attacked. I was, uh, I was just ran over the coals and I guess deservedly. So that's fine. You know what? I deserved it. I was, I went on there to complain about a video game and people pointed out that I was being entitled and whiny and that's fine. But I just, I, I was so frustrated by the experience because I thought, Time walking is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be a cool, hey, this is a special thing that I'm doing and it's fun and I'm having a good time. Not, oh, oh, you didn't do this thing right? Well, you're fucked now. I was so frustrated. So I I opened up the ticket with Blizzard and I went back and forth with the Game Master a few times until they told me point blank that this is by design. And I, at that point, I just thought, is, does Blizzard really do that? Or are these GMs just stuck in this? Look, we don't know why the devs did it this way, so we're just going to tell people to piss off. Regardless, it was a really frustrating experience, and I really wanted somebody to talk to about it, and Reddit wouldn't listen to me, so I'm talking to my podcast now because I can. And if you don't want to hear it here, that's fine. You don't have to hear it here. But um, I, just, I just really... I was frustrated. So anyway... Um, I think more than anything, what I wanted to say with regards to this is, you know what? You don't have to be negative towards people. If somebody wants to get on Reddit and complain or get on the wow forums and complain, that's fine. Let them complain. That's not necessary for you to jump down their throat and say, Hey, well, you should have, you, you have no right to complain because you know what? Let somebody air their dirty laundry. Let them get it off their chest because you know what? 
maybe they need to. Maybe they just wanted a, a, a vehicle for, for being able to do that. There's no, it doesn't hurt you to just leave that, move on. But the people who felt like they needed to get on my case about it and point out how wrong I was for, for saying something, well, you know, I, I, I don't feel like that's necessary. I don't feel like that's the type of complaining that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the, hey, I'm frustrated with this situation, not I don't like what you're doing. And I feel like that was the difference there. So anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to get that off my chest. So thank you for listening to my little my little rant about my boneheaded adventures in old war time walking. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for our show today. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, this has been just a dream of mine to be able to do a podcast and to know that people are actually, uh, getting the podcast and downloading it and, and subscribing to it. I am really thrilled about that. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you are enjoying the podcast or if you're not or, or whatever, just even if it's just a quick email that says, Hey, thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, I don't really feel like I have enough, uh, of a audience to start a discord server, but I might at some point do that. If people want to engage and people want to talk, I'd be happy to start a Discord server and engage with people who are interested in talking about World of Warcraft and who just want to have a good time and uh, want to be friendly. So um, on that topic, on that topic, uh, if you have any questions or comments or if you just want to say anything, you can email me at denethar1 or g- at gmail.com. Uh, or you can catch me streaming on Twitch. I have started streaming again. It's denethar one on twitch.tv or you can check out my youtube channel which is also at denethar01 um i have reinstated my x twitter account because i feel the need to uh, be able to communicate to the outside world so that is denethar or at denethar if you prefer and my reddit account which is denethar but uh, don't go there because i got yelled at so <laughs> um <laughs> but that's it for today uh I hope you enjoy the new patch in Dragonflight. Uh, Or if you're looking forward to the update for Season of Discovery in February, uh, have fun with that as well. Uh, Getting to level 40 is going to be huge. Level 40 talents. There's so much there. We'll we'll cover all of the Season of Discovery uh, stuff in a future episode. But um, that's it for today. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. I really appreciate it. And... Remember, be good to each other. It doesn't hurt to be nice or to just not say anything. Being mean takes effort and it's it's hard to be cruel. So just remember that when you're just living your life. All right. I love you all. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next one.